Welcome to episode 59 of the Transformer to Inglés Profesional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today, I will be talking with Alistair, an amazing coach from my team, all about three fantastic alternatives for Amicargo, why Alistair was not cut out to be a manager, when and how to use the word boss, and how I manage my team of coaches and teachers. This podcast helps you push your business English communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi everyone, today we're going to look at a sentence, a kind of an interesting sentence, a sentence that is actually incorrect, but that both Alistair and I hear quite often, and so that's why we thought we would talk about it. And the sentence is in fact, I have a hundred people in my charge, okay? Now, Some of you might already kind of recognize where the mistake is there. It's kind of a little bit of a Spanglish mistake, but it's important to get it right because there might be moments in your professional life where you actually have to express this idea and you want to get it correct. So as usual, Alistair is here with me. Hi, Alistair. Hi, Daniel. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. Thanks. Good. Good, good. Yes. So today, this particular sentence, right? I have a hundred people in my charge. I'm sure you've probably heard that a few times from some of your clients, right? Yeah, definitely. Now and again, it's because it's sort of a direct translation of the Spanish. What what would the Spanish be in that case? Well, yes. I mean, as you say, it comes comes from the Spanish, and mm. it basically be the source, let's say, of this mm. particular problem would be the Spanish sentence, which is tengo 100 personas a mi cargo, right? So it's that a mi cargo. No, it's a the, mi cargo is the problem, in right? In my charge. Yeah, yes, I've heard that my... several times and had to correct it. And then you've got to think, and how would we say that? It's yes. It's not always immediately comes to mind. It doesn't. You know it's sometimes. wrong. It just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound, no, no. It doesn't sound right at all. you feel that it's coming from the Spanish. Yes, Yes, think, exactly. Yes. No, we wouldn't say it like that. How would we say it? And that's yeah. obviously the topic of today. Absolutely, yeah. And in fact, we've got three different options for our listeners. And we're kind of going to go quickly through them. And in for each one of them, we're going to point out a few key little different things so that they can sort of identify maybe which sentence is the best for them. Uh, it's always kind of really important to to do that, to kind of have a toolkit, as I say. In fact, mm. we were talking, I was talking about that with a few people in my in the in the fluency community recently about having a toolkit and kind of being ready for all sorts mm. of different scenarios, right? Having alternatives. Uh, yeah. Is always yeah, absolutely. Useful. It is. It is. It is. So yes, the first one would be um I'm in charge of 100 people, right? So yeah, you know, somebody most- would Ask you, you know, what is your role, Alistair? And if you were a manager in a Mm. huge organization, then you could say, well, I'm in charge of 100 people, right? Mm. As you could say. Or hundreds of people or thousands even, depending on how high you are up the the ladder in the company. Absolutely. Yeah, to be in charge of people would be the way to say it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the, the important thing there probably to remember is that preposition at the end there. Well, you know, to to connect that preposition of, right, to be in charge of something, right? Mm-hmm. You can be in charge of 100 people or you can be in charge of a project, right? There can mm-hmm. be a, lot, a whole range of different uh, Or a different department. Things. So you're yeah. in charge of human resources department, for example. Yeah. Absolutely. So it can be a thing, yes, a part of the company, a department, or the number of people that you are managing, no, that you are in charge of. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's definitely a useful one and good to keep in your in your mind. Okay. The second one would be yes, my team is made up of one hundred people, right? That would be another option. Yeah, slightly more difficult one, I think, to to re- to remember and yeah. it, I don't think it would automatically come to mind for most non-native speakers also because no. the use of this phrasal verb which I think we've probably mentioned before I'm sure we have in other episodes complicated phrasal verb make up because it has at least five meanings that I can think of sure and I think most of our listeners would immediately think ah oh, make up ah oh, that's maquillaje no? yeah sure uh, that's the one that most people know but it has other meanings, and one of them is this. It's like yeah. the, I suppose, the components of something. Yes. So in this case, your team is made up of X number of people or made up of uh, experts in IT or whatever is the sort of component element, if you like. Yeah. You could so also that's... use it for, like, machinery or, to, you say, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, my, of course, as well. And yeah. My iPhone is made up of, I don't know, a screen, a camera, or, or, the, or the elements, like, plastic metal microchip so i suppose the different components of something whether that's people in a team or parts of a computer or that's right whatever it may be that's right exactly right so yeah made up of yes my team is made up of 100 people or 50 people or 20 people whatever it is i think you could probably say consists of might be an alternative yeah maybe my team consists consists of 100 people or it's possible but made up is quite common to use in this context yeah yeah it certainly works again as you say a little bit more complex because it has that phrasal verb in the middle there Mm. and so you know you're certainly showing your level of english there if you can get that in the more phrasal verbs that you can actually use Mm. it does kind of indicate your your level of english to a certain degree right as always understanding phrasal verbs are more important than actually using them the the comprehension Mm. is is really important there right to understand exactly what people are trying to say especially when when they have several meanings like this one yeah at least five meanings and possibly more you've got to understand each of those different meanings depending on the context yeah so for example if we were talking about something completely different somebody making up an excuse why they were late for a meeting here make up nothing to do with makeup as in machiaje nothing to do with the makeup we've just used that your team is made up of 100 people so what what would makeup mean in that example if somebody makes up an excuse well, this is really interesting, right? Because we actually gave this as a challenge recently in our we fluency did. community, which is kind of great. And uh, to make up a story is clearly to invent, in, inventar, right? So mm. you have to kind of like, it's maybe the, the 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 story clearly when you make something up is not really true, right? You yeah. have to make up an excuse. Imagine that you, I don't know, you don't do your homework or something like that. or you're at school. Oh, or, <laughs> yes, common. something like that, right? I suppose in a business context, it would be more that you kind of haven't finished a report on time or something like that, yeah. I suppose. Or late for work or yeah. late for and, a meeting. Or... And you have to make up an excuse of why, mm. you're, why you arrived late, right? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, those are the 
there. So using your imagination to invent a story. Absolutely. So there yeah. we've already got three meanings. Um, yeah, absolutely. We need to dedicate another episode simply to the phrasal verb makeup. <laughs> yes, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. <laughs> Partly because it's actually, yeah, people even get confused when they actually want to say makiyache and how to, they, they get completely confused as well because they say to make up or, you know, it's like a whole range of different sort of, interesting improvisations about how to how to mm. use that particular phrasal verb so yeah it could well be a good one for another episode absolutely yeah to that one yeah we'll come back to that absolutely so number three and this is again mm. an interesting one and something that is is a, is a useful one but again you have to be a little bit careful is i'm responsible for 100 people okay i'm responsible for 100 people now that's fine but why do why do our listeners have to be careful with that one Alistair? Yeah, well, responsible is an adjective in English, so there's nothing wrong to say with the verb to be. No, I am responsible for, and it can be the number of people in your team in this example, or you're yeah. responsible for, I don't know, human resources department, or so you are the manager or the boss of of those people or that department. So nothing yeah. wrong with saying I'm responsible for something or someone or people. No, in general, in this example, we're talking about. Now, where the mistake comes in, in Spanish, you can use the word responsable as a noun. Mm-hmm. So the bit I hear this all the time, the number of clients saying, I am the responsible sure. of 100 people or I'm the responsible of human resources or whatever department it may be, yeah. IT department. And you cannot in English say the, you cannot use the definite article, the responsible. Yeah. doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, And then you have to think, so what can you say? And then you have various alternatives. We've already mentioned one. You say, I'm in charge of. Mm-hmm. this department or these number of people is probably the most common or useful or i i am responsible for that's fine but not the responsible there exactly. is the mistake there is using the mistake, the. yeah 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 and you could say the boss the manager the chief the director the well there are many words you can use but not the responsible that is the yeah mistake. Yeah, yeah. You can use the article with lots of different words. You know, lots of different words. The, the CEO, the C, the CFO, the CEO, CFO yeah. yeah, endlessly, almost. Yeah, the article works with all of those, but it doesn't work with the no. responsible. It does. You can't put it with the re- responsible yeah, at all because so it's, it's an like, adjective. So it's not yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah, which is a key difference between Spanish and English there, right? This is like, whereas in Spanish, it's like el responsable. So it's very tempting, massively tempting to say just, the responsible. Yeah, right? just to translate that and assume it's correct. Yeah. And it isn't. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very, very common mistake that we hear all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of like... Oh, a- you're you're the boss, you're the director, you're the the manager, I suppose, is the most common. Yeah. Human resources manager, etc., or the head of human resources. Or, or say, I am, with the verb to be, you know, I am responsible for human resources or IT services or 100 people in my team. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So it's, it's a difficult one to change the chip. <laughs> an expression we've mentioned before that doesn't yes. exist in English. Absolutely, it doesn't Spanish. exist in English. Yeah, yeah, that was last That was last week. That was last yeah, yeah. week, absolutely. But you have to change your way of thinking you know, about yeah. that. And yeah. Just avoid that, the responsible. yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people also get kind of confused when they think of the word gerente in in Spanish, don't they? Oh yeah, I've had that. How do you say gerente? Yes. Yes. 
I'm yes. never quite sure. I can only you think never, of the boss, right. the manager, the yes. director, etc. Et it is a, it's a difficult one to translate, isn't it, gerente mm. in general? I, I generally kind of translate it as, as a manager, you know, yeah, some sort manager. of manager. You're usually yeah. safe with the word manager Yeah, <laughs> in most yeah. contexts in business or in yeah. work situations. Yes, absolutely. And boss, kind of the word boss is a kind of very, in a way, quite informal. I wouldn't ever write it down. That's a kind of interesting one as well. I kind of like, you could say your line manager or something like that, my manager, my the director. Yeah. But, you know, if I was taking, saying to somebody, you know, generally, oh, yeah, he's my boss. Yeah, I would say it like that. But I wouldn't write it in an email. Like, my boss has asked me to do this. No, I, don't, I would, no. I would probably... It's sort of prefer- informal in the end. Yes, it is. Boss. Yeah, yeah. So probably between colleagues... Or when you're speaking to friends out of work or whatever, oh, my boss said this and my exactly. boss did that. That's when I do. Or having it. some problems with my boss, yeah. but not speaking to your boss. <laughs> no. And not in a, any kind of sort of, you know, official formal emails within work. That's right. You'd, you'd use, yeah, line manager, line manager, uh, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Probably, usually they would have a title within your work, within your company. That person who is your boss will yeah. have a title. Yeah, sure. And that title is the one that you should use. Yeah, yeah. So obviously nobody has a business card that says the boss. Yeah. <laughs> no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you give to people. They all say manager, <laughs> chief, head, director, CEO, but never boss. Obviously right. they are the boss. I suppose it, it's really descriptive, isn't it, more than – it's not yeah. the name of your position in the company. No, your no, boss. of course. That's right. That's right. But you yeah. are effectively the boss. You're the one who gives the orders. Yeah. Yeah, but your yeah. t- your job title is never you know whoever goes for a job. <laughs> We're looking for a boss. <laughs> That's right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of interesting to to think about those yeah. words and when when you can use them, when not so much. And so yeah, that is one example there. Yeah, and sometimes they're used incorrectly. So person that you may refer to your boss isn't really your boss. Mm. Yeah, is a different relationship. No? Yeah. It's, it's funny, like also, you. Sometimes yeah. I refer to you to my as my as Daniel, my boss, <laughs> but you aren't my boss. No. And usually right. I correct myself and say, "Well, he's not really my boss," but it's an easy <laughs> word to use. It yeah. is. It is absolutely yeah. You no, know, because I'm not an employee. Easy. I'm freelance. So by yeah. definition, you're not my boss. You. That's are, right. What are you? I don't know. I say yeah. he's a a person who provides me with work, a supplier <laughs> right. of work. So really, we absolutely. work together. Um, that's right exactly but it's very tempting just to say oh yeah daniel my boss my boss said yeah yeah absolutely uh, absolutely that's true that's true in fact there's kind of i can remember like when i first arrived here in spain i noticed a few people actually pronounced that word incorrectly boss and they had a more of an x sound to it box oh yeah i've forgotten about i haven't heard that for a while but yeah it's true i haven't heard it for a while to be honest it did used to be very i was always correcting people say no no it's your boss and they say yes yes my box Yes. And they'd repeat Como caja. And they, Como caja. Yeah, and I'd say, like, no, that's a caja, the box. Yeah. And they, so they didn't know they were saying that. They just couldn't pronounce that s- sound. Yeah. And yeah. they were convinced they were saying boss. And I'd say, no, no, you're saying caja, box. Yeah. And they'd do it again. And they'd say, okay, yeah, my box. I go, no, yeah. you just said it again. <laughs> it's just like some problem that certain people had with that. That's word. right. That's right. You haven't I thought mean, about that for a while, but it's true. Right? Yeah. My box. It's kind of also similar to that other word like could and and the the whether some 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 individuals or some clients would find it difficult to say could they could they found it just difficult and they would say they would just kind of pronounce something else they would well, say are like you thinking be. of wood maybe I mean oh ah, no that, sorry yes it's wood yeah. 
This is that was classic. it. That was it. Would that was it? Yeah, I've would. never understood this ever, and I never will. Why <laughs> certain clients? There's all, if I have a group of I don't know a group of five students or five clients. Usually there'll be one of them in a group of four or five who just cannot pronounce the word would. That's right. And they say good. That's it. That's it. And that's I say, it. Yeah, that's I'll say, it. no, that's you it. just say good, bueno, not. Yeah. And they go, yeah, yeah. And they try try again, would, and they say good. And I yeah. say, okay, let's do an experiment. Say the, say the word why, and they say why perfectly correctly. Okay. Why, where, what, who, yeah. all words beginning with what. Yeah. And they say them all with no problem. And then I say, okay, now say would. And they say good. They go, oh, you just said good again. So why can you say all the other words like why? Sure. No, no, but you can't say would. Yeah. And I've never been able to reach any conclusion about why that. Yeah. But there's always a few people. There's some Spanish speakers, a certain percentage, who just cannot pronounce the word. They're very difficult, would. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why. It's a mystery. It's one of those mysteries, like the he-she mystery as well. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Similarly. Yeah. Good. Okay. Fantastic. Well, that was interesting. So we've gone off on a tangent. Again. We have, but we've come back to the main get back to focus the main point. point, which is this whole this whole sentence of where we're kind of saying, "I'm in charge of a hundred people. My team is made up of one hundred people, and I'm responsible for a hundred people." Mm-hmm. Now, before we started recording, Alistair, you did kind of tell me a little story, right, about the fact that you were a manager. Hard to believe now, but yeah, I did in my previous life existence. Yes. In it was a long time ago in the UK, I had a job working in a small office where I became the manager. So I was well. This is actually which I didn't tell you. Okay. Is, so I worked in that office, and there was a manager, okay, or boss, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. But it's a small team of like only six, seven people working together in a small room. So sure. very intimate, and everyone knew each other very well. Yeah. And we often socialized together, and you know more or less considered each other colleagues and to some extent friends. Yeah. And then the manager left. I applied for that person's job and I got it. So I became the manager. So it's quite, I found it very awkward and very difficult to change from being one of the group to Ah, then being the manager, managing people who were previously on an equal level with me. Yeah. And most of whom I considered to be friends and I socialize with out of work. Yeah. And I think I found that very, very difficult to manage to manage that situation. Yeah. And to draw the line that you have to do. You so if you're going to be a boss, if we want to use that word, a manager in charge of people, you have to accept that, you know, you're not always going to be popular with those people. They're they're not your friend, finally. Mm-hmm. You yeah. are the boss. Sure. And you have to sometimes say, you know, tell them things they don't want to hear. Absolutely. Or, you know, say difficult things. And I, you know, wanted to keep them all happy and be their friend. And, you know, I, I wanted to avoid conflict. But if you're yeah. going to be a manager or a boss, you cannot avoid conflict. It's something you have sure. to accept. Yeah. yeah. So I, I realized quite quickly in that job after a few months that yeah. I was not cut out to be a manager. Right. Or a boss, if you want to use that word. Yeah. There's a there's a phrasal verb to be Yeah, that's an interesting. To be something. That's an interesting one, right? To be cut out is a great one. I mean, like kind of is kind of almost very graphic in the way it is, right? To be cut out for something. I mean, it's kind of almost like you're cutting something out on a piece of paper, right? Yeah, it's almost kind of like, like a silhouette. Yeah. Or a, yeah, but what yeah, does it actually what, mean? What does it mean, well, Alistair? That's a in good this case? question. Well, I suppose this example sort of explains the it meaning. Does, that it does. It does. Yeah. I didn't have the, I don't the skill set. The, the skill set or the yeah. natural gifts or character or personality. Yeah. To be a man to manage people, I found sure. it very, very difficult. 
yeah. I wasn't capable of doing it. I couldn't be a good manager and try, you cannot keep everyone happy. It's impossible. Sure. And also yeah. if you tried to do that and you tried to be everyone's friend and you avoid conflict in the end, the people you are managing stop respecting you. Yeah. They, sure. they don't respect you as a manager, but say, no, no, you've got to take tough decisions. That's your job. That's what you get paid for. And if you're avoiding them, I don't have any respect for you. Sure. So it puts you in a very different, anyway, I soon quite quickly realized this was not, you know, not the job for me. I was not okay. cut out yeah. for this kind of work. And, uh, and yeah, here yeah. I am, <laughs> I, I gave up that job and came to Spain and become an English teacher. So that's not the only reason, but that's simplifying things a bit, but it's certainly one reason. Yeah, I, I found sure. it very, very stressful. Yeah, being the boss. Sure, Managing sure, sure. people, I think is one of the most difficult things you can do. It is. And you do need a certain people are cut out for it because they have the right skill set, character, yeah. personality, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Communication them. skills. Yeah. yeah and I absolutely. certainly didn't have whatever it takes to be a good manager responsible for people. Yeah. So yeah, I gave it up and and now I only have to manage myself because I'm <laughs> a freelance is, teacher and I'm is, in charge of myself and, and nobody else, which is yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Much less. And and that, you're 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 happy with managing yourself, right? Yeah, very happy. <laughs> I can keep you, myself happy and avoid conflict with myself. <laughs> good, good. That's really good. Alistair. And you, because obviously you are, you have a company, you run a company, and sure. you manage. Well, how many people? I don't know how many freelance teachers you are responsible for yeah. or in charge of. Yeah, I have about sort of. It, it kind of varies a little bit, goes up and down, as we say. But normally it's about twenty to twenty-five teachers. Mm -hmm. But I collaborate with them on a freelance basis. Como se dice en inglés? Okay, yeah. so free. So it's slightly different to a situation of most of our listeners are probably in a company. Yeah, sure. Where they're all employees. Yeah, and you are yeah. the manager of those exactly. people. Exactly. Because obviously you're working exactly. with freelancers, so it's Absolutely. a slightly different, more a collaboration. Yes. But you still have yes. to manage those. You teachers. do. You do. You do. You do. And uh, you have to kind of communicate with them, sometimes give them good news, sometimes bad news. Mm. So it, it can be a little bit tricky and you do get better at it. And uh, I think that I have got better at it over the years. Mm. That's for sure. I mean, you kind of, you did yeah, to do. yeah, you kind of develop a sixth sense maybe mm. as well, you could say, right? But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, you have to, you have to, what you could know, be the kind of situations yourself. that, like I was describing, where you, mm. I use the word awkward, good word, ah, yes. awkward, awkward, meaning incommodo, no, uncomfortable, yeah. yeah, where you've had to kind of deal with difficult situations with teachers. Yeah. Any yeah, sort of, of examples course. of absolutely, where absolutely. you yeah. really have to use your management skills to the. Yeah. It's kind of like a mixture of sort of management skills and being di diplomatic and mm. negotiating as well, right? Mm. All of these types of things are kind of really, really important. And and I think that lots of our listeners probably will have to do those types of things in English mm, as well. Definitely. So, you Even know, that's the difficult. Yeah. In another, in another language, absolutely. Really, really tricky. But that's kind of why we're here and we're kind of wanting mm. to help our listeners to get to that level, right? But but in my case, yeah, in, may, in some situations, it's been where, where the, the client has has not been you know there's been no feeling or let's say and so so i need to let the teacher know that we we need to change mm. the teacher because the client ha is Into not really very happy or, yeah so negative feedback now keep your clients happy obviously of course that's of a big course. part of your yeah job. Fact, yeah it's kind of like in a way you have to keep your clients happy but also you have to keep the teachers happy it's kind yeah. of really two-sided thing really mm. for me it's very important that the teachers are happy too so so yeah it's uh, something that you get better at that over 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 the mm. years and yeah i've had situations where there's been a little bit uncomfortable i had to give bad news or all that that mm. type of stuff but 
again, that sort of language of being diplomatic and is is a, there is a certain element of using specific language. And I and I've kind of sometimes in my posts on LinkedIn as well, I kind of try to show people how they can develop their language, right? To give that sort of mm. bad news in a in a softer way, right? Uh, More well, diplomatic like way. Could be an episode a future episode. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, actually I'm just thinking your wife works in human resources. Yes. She so does. anyone who works in human resources has to be able to do that. Giving bad news to people. You might oh, have to yes. fire people. Absolutely. Which must be very difficult. See I couldn't do that. I couldn't be a human resources manager because I don't like giving people bad news because I sure. feel terrible. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that means you have to. I wouldn't be cut out for that job. <laughs> and I think a lot of people find that very difficult. You know, mm. that's it's not it's not easy at all. It's not easy at mm. all because you know some people take that like personally, yeah, personally. or the, mm. and and they kind of make you feel very bad that you're giving them that mm. news. Yeah, they blame you. Yeah, you know, well, and maybe it's like not mm. your. It's not, it hasn't been your decision at all. It wasn't your decision at all. So, so yeah, very, very, very important to, to kind of be able to have those skills. But as we were saying right at the beginning, right, you know, this is, this is kind of like when we're talking about those people that have these kind of teams, right? And when you do have this, this team, this is exactly what you have to maybe say to somebody else, right? You have to say, I'm in charge of 100 people. My mm-hmm. team is made up of, and Getting that right is really, really important, especially if you're speaking to somebody native, maybe you, it's, the, it's the type of scenario, right, where you might be in an inter- interview situation, right? And you might be kind of going to, to, to this interview and you kind of just want to get this sentence right, because clearly, if you are in charge of 100 people, that is really substantial. And uh, responsibility. It is. And, you want, and therefore, you want to get this sentence right. To, yeah, to you when want you're to tell people it, to impress right? the people in the interview. Absolutely, look, absolutely. But you want to get it right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so course. there you go. The, these three I think options. it's one of those things that often happens that if you're speaking with other non-native speakers and you made that mistake, probably none of them would notice and maybe they would say it in the same way as you. Maybe. In fact, yeah. depends on their source, you know, their first language, of course. Yeah. But then when you're dealing with native speakers, yeah, they would notice that that sounds strange. It's not right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't say in my charge. Mm. It's not possible. I have 100 people in my charge. Just doesn't sound right. And it's yeah. kind of like this is what happens, obviously, to to as a native speaker of a certain language. You know, you just suddenly think, oh, that doesn't sound right. Mm. I mean, just like, you could guess what they mean. You, I mean, of course, you could. You could. But you it could. doesn't sound good. It doesn't yeah. give a good impression of your That's level right. of English. That's right. That's right. Good. Fantastic. Well, I think we'll stop there. Thank you very much, Alistair. Mm. Really amazing, as usual. Really enjoyed it. And we'll speak again next week. Okay. Thank you. A pleasure as always. Cheers. All right. Speak soon. See you then. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.